Here is my podcast to give you listening pleasure. Hope you enjoy it. There you go. That's my attempt at a haiku. Now, the reason I did that was because Spotify has its annual statistics out this week. And according to the statistics, the listeners for my podcast in in the number one spot is Japan. The number two spot, the Philippines, and number three, USA. So whoever you are, wherever you are, thank you very much for listening and subscribing. It's Steve here. So thank you all for listening and subscribing to the podcast. And don't forget to tell anyone you think might be interested in listening to it. It's the 1st of December today and we are now approaching the holiday season or the festive season in the UK. At this time of year, it's not unusual for TV or radio programmes to extend the length of their running time and give it the name Christmas Special. I suppose this podcast is a sort of Christmas special, as it's going to be in two parts. This is called The Language of Christmas, Part 1. Now, while I'm writing this, I'm just going to digress for a moment. I have two two-year-old cats. One's female, the other's male. The female cat is very attention-seeking and is trying to wash my hand with her tongue while I'm trying to write this podcast. I've managed to move her from my writing desk, but now she's sitting behind me on my desk chair, trying to push me off. I'm preparing the podcast on a Friday evening, so I may just stop in a minute and make a cup of tea and go and watch the TV for a little while. Now, You'll be pleased to know there will be a quiz today, but a little bit different from usual. I'm going to ask the questions first and give you the answers at the end. So you'll have to listen through the podcast to get the answers. Some of the answers you may know from your general knowledge, but most of them you will have to listen to the podcast to get the answers. Okay, there are 10 questions and I'm going to read them only once. Give you a little bit of a Christmas challenge. Question number one. Where does the name Santa Claus originate from? Question number two. How did Father Christmas or Santa Claus used to enter households? Question number three. What were children told to do if they heard Father Christmas in their room? Question number four. What's the name of the reindeer with the very shiny nose? Question number five. The Christmas tree in Trafalgar Square is a gift from which country? Question number six. What is tinsel supposed to represent? Question number seven. What is the name of Christmas religious songs? Question number eight. 
What's the name for a play about the birth of Jesus? Question number nine. What illness did the children contract in the Christmas play? And finally, question number 10. What villain did I play in a, in a Christmas play? I almost gave you an answer there. So what villain did I play in a Christmas play? I'll give the answers at the end of the podcast. Please excuse me here. I'm turning over a couple of pages. Anyway, as I said, in this podcast, I've decided to discuss some of the languages and traditions of Christmas. So this is the language of Christmas, part one. This will include both the religious aspect and the non-religious aspect. For example, Father Christmas. Only it's not quite as simple as that. The big jolly man dressed in red trousers, coat and a hat, with white hair and a beard, is known to children as Father Christmas. He visits the houses of the children on Christmas Eve, the 24th of December, to deliver presents to be unwrapped on Christmas Day. In the UK, Christmas Eve is still a working day, but in many European countries, Christmas Eve, the 24th of December, is the first public holiday of the season. Father Christmas is also known as Santa Claus, or Santa for short. This name originates from Saint Nicholas, a religious man from the 3rd century, who lived in an area we now know as Turkey. If you say Saint Nicholas quickly, Saint Nicholas, Saint Nicholas, you can perhaps understand how you can perhaps understand how it eventually became Santa Claus. And of course, Santa means saint in some languages. So people might not think Father Christmas has a religious connection, but he does. When I was younger, Father Christmas would come down the chimney of our house to deliver presents. In those days, we didn't have central heating, but an open fire that used coal. The coal men used to deliver coal every two weeks or so. There was a metal fire guard around the open fire to prevent burning material falling out of the fireplace and onto the rugs and carpets. Unfortunately, the fire guard became very hot, as my little brother found out when he touched it once and it burnt his fingers. Luckily, my grandmother was there to help him recover from his ordeal. Smoke from the fire would travel upwards and out of the chimney on the roof. A few years later, we had gas fires to replace the coal fires, so the open fireplace was closed up or bricked up. The children of the house were very concerned that Father Christmas could no longer enter the house. The adults told us that he now had a magic key that could open the doors to every house in the street. That seemed to satisfy us. I'm sure it probably worried some children. We were told by our parents that if we heard Father Christmas in our room delivering presents, we had to pretend we were asleep. If we had opened our eyes, Father Christmas would run away and take all his presents with him. As tempting as it was, we kept our eyes tightly closed in that situation 
if that situation happened. Father Christmas travels around the world on a sleigh pulled by a reindeer. They all have names. These names became known from an early 19th century poem by an author called Clement Clark Moore. It was called A Visit from St Nicholas. You might not know the name of the poem, but you might know the first line of the poem, which goes something like this, if I can remember. "'Twas night before Christmas, when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. I first became aware of the poem from a Tom and Jerry cartoon I saw when I was a child. The poem refers to eight reindeer by the names of Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner and Blitzen. The last two reindeer's names sometimes vary in spelling and pronunciation depending on the language. But I'm familiar with the words Donner and Blitzen, which are German for thunder and lightning. In the mid-20th century, there was a book written and a song recorded about another reindeer, Rudolph. Rudolph had a very shiny nose. In fact, he was known as Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. If you go to YouTube or a streaming service, and I'm sure you'll find a version of that song and story. I like the version of the song by The Crystals, which is from the early 1960s, about 1963. OK, let's take a break and I'll be back soon to talk about Christmas trees and Christmas decorations. Hello, welcome back. Now, as I said, I'm going to talk about some Christmas decorations. So, um, Christmas trees and Christmas decorations. These items first became popular in the 19th century, thanks to Prince Albert, Queen Victoria's husband and consort. Prince Albert was from Germany, and tradition was the tradition was imported from that country. Probably the most famous Christmas tree in England is the one that appears every year about this time in Trafalgar Square. This Christmas tree is from the country of Norway as a thank you for Britain's help and support during the Second World War. Christmas trees are often decorated with baubles, tinsel and at the very top there is either a star, an angel or a fairy. Let's look at some of those decorations separately. Baubles are generally globe-shaped objects made of glass, china or plastic, or sometimes thin wood. Some can be separated in two and a gift placed inside. The originals were made from glass. Again, it's something that originated from Germany, from my research. They can be plain coloured or decorated with festive pictures. They can also be reasonably priced or very expensive. Another feature of Christmas trees, sorry, of Christmas decorations is tinsel. This is a sparkling thin foil-like material, generally gold or silver in colour, but can also be sparkling blue, green or red. It's quite thin with threads hanging off it. It's supposed to represent a shimmering ice of winter. The name tinsel originates 
from either the French word estoncele or the old English word tinsel, both of them meaning to sparkle. Tinsel can be of a short or long length and is used to decorate the Christmas tree or parts of the household. Some people might have it running up and down their staircase or banisters or on their doors or windows at Christmas time. At Christmas time, there are certain religious songs that are popular. They are known as carols or Christmas carols. Before the pandemic, it was often quite normal to see groups of carol singers gather and perform in town squares or markets. Whether or not that has changed now, I don't know. I'll guess I'll find out in the next few weeks. I'll let you know if I hear or see any. Now, if you are of a certain age in the UK, you may have appeared in a Christmas play about the birth of Jesus. It would have been called a nativity play. The word nativity is from a Latin word meaning connected with birth. If you think of the words antenatal and postnatal, both connect with birth and also, well, again, they're both connected with birth and I was going to say originating from Latin, but I've just told you that, haven't I? I was in an attack. I was in a nativity place twice. Well, sort of. In my infant school, I was someone in a crowd scene in the play. But then one of the children playing a shepherd caught chicken pox. So I became a shepherd. Then the child playing the innkeeper contracted chicken pox. So I became the innkeeper. I was promoted all that way up. Unfortunately, I also caught chicken pox. So that was the end of my first acting career. I would imagine the class teacher to have been very stressed out by that point. Four years later, I had another chance to be in the nativity play. This time, I played King Herod villain or baddie of the play. Actors always say it's better to play the villain rather than the hero. I really enjoyed playing that part. In one part, in one scene of the play, I'm supposed to really lose my temper about the birth of Jesus. And apparently I did it quite well, that one of the teachers was rather concerned and I frightened them. Well, that was, I think that was the end of my acting, almost there. I'm going to stop here for now. In the next podcast, next week, I'll talk about Christmas food, etc. And after a short break, I'll go through the answers to the quiz. So you might want to listen again before I give you the answers. See you soon. Hello again. Now I'm going to read the questions again. And give you the answers. Question 1. Where does the name Santa Claus originate from? Remember I said St Nicholas. If you say St Nicholas quite quickly it does sound like Santa Claus. Question 2. 
How did Father Christmas, or Santa Claus, used to enter households? It was down the chimney, through the chimney. Question three. What were children told to do if they heard Father Christmas in their room? They had to pretend to be asleep, otherwise he'd run away and take their presents. Question four. What's the name of the reindeer with the very shiny nose? You probably know that, that already, that it's Rudolph. Question number five. The Christmas tree in Trafalgar Square is a gift from which country? That's Norway. Question number six. What is tinsel supposed to represent? Tinsel is supposed to represent the shimmering ice of winter. Number seven. What is the name of a Christmas religious song? They're called carols or a Christmas carol. You might know a very famous Charles Dickens book called A Christmas Carol that features the characters Ebenezer Scrooge and Tiny, Tiny Tim. You've probably seen a version of it. You might have seen The Muppets Christmas Carol, perhaps. Or Scrooge, another film that's based on that. Question number eight. What's the name for a play about the birth of Jesus? It's a nativity play. Question number nine. What illness did the children in the play contract? It was chicken pox. And question number ten. What villain did I play in a Christmas play, in a nativity play? The answer was King Herod. How did you score? Doesn't worry. Nothing to worry about if you do score very highly. It's only a bit of fun, as I always say. So, next week's podcast will be the last of the year. It might be a bit earlier than usual, like this one's going to be uploaded today, which is Thursday. So next week it might be early as well, but it will be the last one of the year. Thank you everyone for subscribing and listening throughout the year. I'm very, very grateful for that. And it's 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 wonderful to have done so many podcasts and so many listeners. And I do get people come to me and say they've heard my podcast. So that's really quite nice to know. So thank you very much, everyone everywhere, for listening and subscribing. Please tune in next week for the final podcast of 2022. Until then, stay safe and well, take care and have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. Bye-bye.